little girls. This seems to say. Do you? Do you? I beg your pardon. Are you ill? But Robert Ford would only lay on the floor and look at the ceiling, the light going out of his eyes before he could find the right words. What do you think I'm doing? Okay then. Okay then. Okay then. Whatever are you doing? Hello and welcome to Spoilerama. I'm Mick Jordan. And I'm Marina Gorski. And this week we're back in the cinema. Oh, it's um, talk very loud. No, I my, don't. But my that's parents my... are working up there. Oh, that's why I have to, this is why people can't hear me on the podcast, because you keep telling me to, to, to talk lower. But it is about me, so. You're talking very low now yourself and you're talking know, to the floor. I know, it's because I'm embarrassed to even say that. <laughs> <laughs> really? You're embarrassed to praise yourself. So, I'm, I'm talking. Anyway. Yes. We're going to talk about the Banshees of Inisherin. Yes. As I said, we're back in the cinema. Haven't been cin- reviewed a cinema film in a while. I think the last one was Bullet Train. Yeah, true. Yeah, August, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So we went to see it separately mm-hmm. this week. And what did you think, Marina? Oh, let me check my notes. <laughs> yeah, we broke off notes. <laughs> We're getting very it's a professional. Very new, yeah, very new side to spoilerama. Yeah. Just Written like the beginning. <laughs> this off is <laughs> when we first got enthusiastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. So maybe just we'll summarize it really quickly. So it's basically set in 1923 in this fictional island. Um, basically during the Civil War, kind of, because you hear yeah. in the background all the like explosions and stuff. Um, and they're in this island um, and it's Brendan Gleeson's character Colm and um, Colin Farrell's character Podrick who lives with his sister and it's about his relationship to Brendan Gleeson their friendship and how that goes on in an island kind of how do you say um, not far but how do you say oh there's a word for it for what for f- not far like uh, a near no <laughs> not distant island but it's a well it is a distant it's an island off the coast of the west coast of ireland As yeah. someone's character says at one point this is an island off the west coast of ireland how you can't get more isolated than that yeah isolated is the word okay. it's not really isolated but you know because well well it is it was at the time yeah because in 1923 like now islands hopping is very easy whereas yeah. back then it, like the priest comes every two months to yeah. say mass they highlight that and then the fact that it's eight weeks since my last confession. So therefore, it's eight weeks since the priest was there. Yeah. So it is isolated in that way. Yeah. Things only come over on certain things. It isn't a case of they can come over every week with deliveries and so on. No, obviously, it's rare enough. So they yeah. are isolated in that regard. And they're isolated from the civil war, as you said. They mm. hear the explosions from the mainland. Yeah. But it doesn't, it's not going on on the island. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really liked it now i had a few kind of like oh okay situations but at the same time i really liked it because it's such a simple story oh yeah like the the storyline is very very like almost non-existent yeah um and but i just liked the way you did it the cinematography was unreal Mm -hmm. and looked very well um and i kept thinking 
would would I recognize any of the places they were filming at from all our trips around Ireland? Um, well, well, you well go on, yeah. Because well, because I the thought, Islands. no, um, but is that where they filmed it? Most of it. Oh, but see, they also I didn't filmed know that. it on Ackle Island. Is it Ackle? Yeah, Ackle, uh, I've been yeah. to Ackle. Yeah, so you might you might recognize something from there. Yeah, I just saw in the notes that it was filmed there. Um, well, that's the thing. I, I was trying to see if I could recognize anything. Um, and even from, you know, when we, even the style of place, like the, the way things are so separated um so far apart, like it is, everything is a walk, like an okay. actual like walk. And it reminded me of our trip to West Cork <laughs> in the <laughs> island. And I was like, oh, that's kind of what it basically probably was because there's not much on that island either. The one that we went to. Well, not Cape where Clear. we went. Well, <laughs> where we went to. <laughs> well, no, but still, like if yeah. you look at it, it is still... Like, there's a few things at the harbour, but then once you start going into the island, things tend to be a bit more spread out. Um, but I, d- I really enjoyed the film. Why? What did you think? Um, well, I enjoyed it afterwards. Like, with hindsight, the more I think about because I've been thinking about it a lot ever since, so there's a lot to think about with yeah. the film. So I did enjoy it that way. But what you're celebrating is what I found the fault with. I thought the plot was nothing. And it annoyed me. Because the plot is basically that Brendan Gleeson and... Colin Farrell basically their characters are Porik Hulon and Colin Doherty and they've been friends for years every day they meet and go to the pub for a chat and then one day um, at the start of the film Brendan Gleeson just says he's not doing it anymore he doesn't like you anymore is what he says to his friend and it's basically because he wants to spend he's conscious of he's getting older and he wants to use what little time he's left doing other things rather than mindless conversation yeah so that's essentially the plot and then it's just a dispute between them how it escalates and so on which a lot was done well and it was interesting, but some of it was just too extreme and it just didn't seem to me plausible because I said, you're on an island. It's such a tight, tiny community. You can't possibly avoid the other guy. Yeah. You're going to see him every day. But that's what the sister was like. Really, exactly. what else do you expect? Like, this yeah. is an island. Like so, I said. But at the same time, and also you have Barry Keown's character saying at one point, like, what is he, 12? Yeah. Like, they're, they're, the fact that both those characters are pointing out what a ridiculous idea it is, does not get away from the fact that it's still a ridiculous idea and is not explained. And it just doesn't justify itself. He can he can turn around and say, yeah, he doesn't want to waste his time talking nonsense all the time to him, but he still can still be polite, talk, acknowledge him and have a drink with him for an hour or so every day. Not every day, but just t- loosen down the friendship. And I but, the thing is, but the thing is, the culture there on that island revolves, that island revolves around the pub. Oh, yeah. So like they're, they're there constantly. So it's hard to just have an hour conversation. Yeah. And as you can see, Colin Farrell's character is very clingy in that way where he wants like he's even when Colin says, no, I don't want to be around you. Like we talked about before, you can be as direct as possible if the other person is insistent. Oh, yeah. Like the amount, and that's the thing. So this isn't a spoiler or anything, but Brendan Gleeson then threatens Colin Farrell that if he talks to him again, you know, he's going to cut off his fingers one by one. And it's the fingers that he uses to play the fiddle. Yeah, cut off his own fingers. His, now, yeah, not... his own fingers, sorry, not Colin Farrell's fingers. Um, and one of the things that he did say, that was when I thought it was a bit stupid, but then I kind of understood because one of the arguments he had, the reasons he had to stop talking to Colin Farrell was, um, well, Podrick, was, you know, I want to spend time on my music, things that people can remember me by or whatever. Um, but then he decides to cut off his fingers every time like Colin Farrell talks to him. But then I realized, I was like, of course, 
because when he mentions Mozart and whatever, like they all led some sort of either like if, if you think of Van Gogh. Van Gogh's who I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. he cut off his ear. But, but he mentioned Mozart and all them people. Yeah, well, so I was like, he's trying to be even though he's um, trying to be remembered by his music and do something like that. I think in his own egotistical way, that is a more dramatic way of also being remembered is the whole fight with the person. And he's like, well, then I'm going to do this. So he'll be remembered. He'll be remembered one way or another. Okay. In that kind of way. You know that, you know that, no, way, I, like, except, like, I, cause except... I, and also there's a bit of pride where it's like, he probably thought because Colin Farrell was too good, too nice a person, he's not going to come over here and annoy me again because he knows I have to cut off my fingers. But then because when he does, it's like, well, I have to fucking follow through or mm. else. Yeah. I just didn't accept that. I thought it was too extreme. And it was like, this is what I feel about Mark McDonough's films. They're all great. And the plays as well. Like we saw The Cripple of Inish Man, mm. which this is effectively deterred in a trilogy that that is part of. There's always extremes. And it always feels like they're not real people. They're Mark McDonough people. Mm. Like that's what I'm saying. The characters all say, like all the characters are slightly extreme in that way. The policeman. Oh, um, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Barry Cogan's character. Even the woman at the post office. Yeah. They're all nasty in their own way. And the old lady, Sheila. The, the, the one smoking the pipe. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the sort of seers, a soothsayer. Or we, yeah. We, so, yeah, she, but she was an interest. She was most entertaining, I thought, of though, every time she appeared. Oh, good, she's here yeah. again. Um, and the only one who seemed remotely sane was Carrie Condon's character, his sister, mm. yeah. um, Siobhan. So there, there was a lot of extremities in it. And this is... Like there was a lot of backlash on Joe Duffy. People were ringing and complaining who had gone to see it and complaining about it. And they were obviously, I know why they were, because they went along thinking, ah, this is a quaint little Irish film about the Aran Islands and it's not what they get at all. So they're just, get, it's they're a not bit darker than, It's much yeah. darker, but it's unnecessarily dark. I have no problem with films being dark, but this is just, it's as if he's gone out of his way to be horrible in certain parts. Like the whole thing of the policeman and the son was really nasty and there was mm. some funny lines in it but still and i'm sure that sort of thing went went on but there's no relief from mm. it and i don't know i liked all of it because i just thought you can't like think about it it's 1923 obviously the only feckin policeman on the <laughs> island right because there has to be probably one um is an alcoholic they're all alcoholics they spend the whole day drinking in the pub and he has one power has gone to his head. He thinks okay. he is basically the owner of the island, the way he acts. Yeah. Right. The son, as you can see, is probably one of the youngest people on the island. He wants to have fun. He wants, there's not, it's, it's almost like, there's nothing else to do. And he wants to have fun. There's nothing to entertain him. What does he do? He steals his dad's drink. Obviously, mm. at the time, there's no parenting that thinks, you know, oh, don't hit your son. He batters his son because it took... And he's an aggressive person. So I get that plot line. And then even when Barry Keown then talks to Carrie Condon, it's like, God bless him. There's no other woman on this island. Yeah. Like, there, it's everything I think is explainable other than obviously the finger cutting situation. But then... Even that, I think it is because I'd say your man Colum is so he had some epiphany or something moment that he's gonna die soon, 
Uh, not soon, but to them, they don't know when they're going to die, especially when you hit your 60s. Well, he's in his 70s. At that, at that stage. Like, I mean, it's um, Brendan Gleeson is, well, he's late at, 60s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and on that day, that's close to the end. Yeah. So, um, so he thinks, oh, you know, I just wasted so much time on this island doing fuck all, like, you know, just drinking and chatting, that he wants to do something. And then whatever is stopping him in his head is the friend from doing something good um, or whatever he wants to do at the end of his life, he wants to cut out of. That person is just so insistent and so annoying. And to be fair, he is. Oh, yeah. Like, I can see it. But then he got exactly like Brendan Gleeson said, you're so much interesting now. You're more interesting now than you've ever been because there is that conflict. Yeah. But I also think that even the finger cutting, I think, is his way, is Brendan Gleeson's characters like, well, I have to follow through with this. You know, that kind of way, like he's not going to make, because if he's asking the guy to stop and he's threatened that far, and he probably thought, you know, oh, he's not gonna, he's not going to come over because he doesn't want me to cut my fingers off. He did in the end when he was drunk. Um, so he, he thinks I have to follow through because if I don't, he'll always come here because it's a false threat. Oh yeah. So then he does. And this is the thing. And then he keeps going because he just gets so annoyed and things escalate. And there is a lot of pride. And there, I think there would be of men of that era. Of course. That, you know, even when um, when the deaths happen, not the characters' deaths, because, you know, but when the, the two deaths of the island happen, you can see the the pride in Colin Farrell, like the hurt in Colin Farrell's face and eyes and whatever. And the wanting the revenge. So it's like, I don't know, I liked it. <laughs> it's oh, no. a long spiel of me <laughs> just going on. But like, I just, I liked it because it's dark in that way, but it's still funny. But I think it's still, it's nothing, but it's, it's, it's good nothing, I think. You know, that kind of way. Uh, like I do, I, but you see the problem, again, I'm looking at it from an Irish point of view. Mm. In that, because I one review that I saw online from RogerEbert.com and it was written by a man from New York, Glenn Kenny, and he writes, No one does self loading like the Irish. And I was going, No, no one does self loading like Irish filmmakers because this is a problem. There's so much Irish and Irish writers and so on, it's always grim and dark and depressing. And that's what I feel like with this. Like my mother used to often say, She'd watch a film like this and she'd say, could they not make something else? And that's sort of it. You don't have to make a very happy, clappy film. But it's just, it's so, it's, it's almost as if this is the way it always was for everyone. And bear in mind, that life in the island was coming to an end like that in the 20s and 30s and 40s. Like, it's not like that now. It's much mm. more civil. But that had been going on for centuries. That sort of isolation. And there wasn't that horror all that time. Mm. so I and it could be just offensive oh I don't like this portrayal of the Irish that way and it's not necessarily that I just think it's an unnecessary extreme it mm. feels and I do think the cutting off the fingers thing is just too extreme and it's not that it upsets me or bothers me I just don't believe it is mm. the problem I have with that and I do feel that you're looking at it and saying it's as if Martin McDonough is just turning around and reminds oh yeah life is shite I'd forgotten that yeah. like that's what it feels about it's just too and it's a very Irish writing culture thing. Is everything is miserable and glum and so on. And it doesn't have to be. 
is my point. Mm. And I mean, there is the life relief but that comes from that's it. But that's the lesson the with Kerry Condon, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, Kerry Condon's actually, because she sees that, yeah, everyone there on the island is miserable and it doesn't have to be. Yeah. She's optimistic. She has an optimistic attitude. Like that. But that's what I'm saying is that it doesn't necessarily have to be. Everyone is negative on that. Like, as mm. when he goes to the post office to sell his milk and so on, and the woman behind the counter is, is nasty as well. She actually, I hated that character. Yeah. Because she opened her once letter as well. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, fell open with the heat. Yeah. Excuse and I mean, me. But, and that's, that's just a typical, again, I've seen it in other Irish films as well, that they portray people like that. And it's just, it's always negative. Mm. It's just constantly hammering it home. And negative. And that just annoys me after a while. It wears me out. And it's interesting to contrast, because I watched recently um, Holding, the Graham Norton adaptation oh there is one i didn't know there oh, was yeah, one. It's on it's on well it's on um, the player it's on virtual that was Media his first player. book wasn't it yeah i think it was his first book but it's and it's similar in that it's set in a rural ireland and there's one yeah. guard who's investigating the thing and while there's a lot of sadness and darkness in that it's still a, some of it is a bit too light i think it's too superficial in many ways but i still enjoyed it a lot more um even though i do think this is better in terms of quality terms but it's just because there's still optimism in there. There's mm. still hope in there. There's no hope in this at all. But how That's could there be? It's but 1923. It's an island. You've worked your whole life on the island and there's no... But there was still hope there. You're, that's, it. That's my point. Is You're automatically assuming that all island life in 1923 no, no, was but, like that. But, but, but by the depiction of their lives... Yeah. But that's my point. It doesn't have be? to be. There was loss. They lost people and things and whatever that how can it get it's like it's already shite you know like the only thing they had was their friendship and that was taken away from Podrick so yeah. I like if I was Podrick I'd be the same fuck it I'm gonna Within get its revenge, own world you know? it's all valid like I've not like that's what I'm saying that's all believable in that regard mm. is, and it's actually done the very dog well. was really cute though the dog <laughs> yeah oh yeah well of course you would say that and even bits like um, there's one scene where Conor Farrell is in bed on his own just going to sleep and he's crying he's very sad and, so, and that's very well done very well like the acting is brilliant and it's yeah. no question so in its own world that's created a lot of it is superb yeah. it's just I don't like the world he's created is my point that it's just so mm. and it's and I, I have no problem no reason why it shouldn't exist there shouldn't be films like this my problem is there's only films like this. This only is what we're Irish always seeing. Like, like we this, saw with yeah. The Butcher Boy as well. It's very similar. And Butcher Boy is another excellent film. I think this is a very good film. film. And it's beautifully shot. It's beautifully acted. Everything about it is good. I just wish it was a different premise. Is my point. Right. Okay. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I will say, will say, but there was a lot of it. Um, as I said, a lot of it is very funny. What the funniest part for me, and I say you were laughing too, was when... Um, Barry Cohn's character and um, Dominic is in the family home visiting Siobhan and Podrick. Podrick and having his dinner and Siobhan just says to him close your mouth while you're eating mm. and he just goes what are we in France <laughs> <laughs> that was very, and I just thought of you immediately <laughs> that's the line I'm going to say to you from there on yes but one thing I did, like one of the things that I did love that um, I did find kind of Irish was the repetition of the question so, for yeah. example, when, when they would, let's just say they would ask, 
Um, so do you want a pint? Do I want a pint? You know, that kind of <laughs> <laughs> And then they'd answer it. Yeah. They'd repeat the question and then they'd answer it, which I thought was very good because the conversation was just the same. And even though the, the conversation between Colin Farrell, another customer at the pub and the barman were, say, the barman would go sure you can't do that and then the customer would go yeah sure you can do that oh yeah and it was just the repetition of the same thing <laughs> <laughs> well yeah oh that was very funny yeah. and did you notice that the two again at the bar were the unbelievables the barman and the, the other guy. Pat, pat short and yeah, yeah and yeah. john kenny yeah who we saw in um the matchmaker yeah right i was wondering would you recognize them they were, I, again, they were just great double yeah. on that basis so yeah i mean I enjoyed it thoroughly from dialogue point of view as well. There's some very witty lines yeah. in it. As I said, it's just the core of it is where I have mm. the issue with it. And I still, I've not gone to turn around and say, oh, this film shouldn't exist or anything like that. Of course it should. Um, I'm just, and I'm very glad it exists and it's out there and I hope it does really well. I just wish there could be positive images of these things right. as well. Um, one thing that did strike me as well, when I saw it, I saw it in the arc in Navin. And at the end, when the lights came on, cinema was, well, half full. It was early afternoon. Um, but there was an elderly couple got up and I they were going on ahead because I was sitting right at the back. So they were going down seats. And a man and his wife, or partner anyway, walked along, man in front, and suddenly the woman slipped and fell backwards oh. and banged onto the steps. <gasps> and, a, and she gave a cry and a real sort of more, mournful one, oh no, sort of cry and so on. But what struck me was everyone in the cinema ran up to help her including me like I ran from yeah. behind we all went up and helped her up and she was very well and I said marked contrast to the film we've just watched yeah. <laughs> like everyone went out and there was this guy there um, who was being a bit older than me and he insisted on helping her out yeah. like the, herself and the, the husband like took her arms and she was saying no I'm fine he says no I'll bring you out and we'll get you sitting down outside in the air and he said, yeah because so it's everyone, a head injury like she exactly, hit her well, this head, is what yeah. I was thinking as well like, yeah. I mean, because just take your time like, yeah. and she went right back so hopefully she's all right. But it just yeah. struck me, as I said, everyone was immediately yeah. nice and so on. Um, so. I do want to mention as well, something that I think now, just moving on a little bit from the movie, I think is absurd is still the price of the fucking cinema. I went really? at 10 past 12 to the audience de Lorgan. Okay. Okay. And I paid, was it 10.25 for a ticket? Okay. That's absurd. If you're like, I think cinemas need to start bringing down their prices if they want people there, okay. especially for matinees. Yeah. Like if you're having films at that time, you should be charging six quid a ticket or something. This, it was just me and other three people in the cinema. If you were charging six quid for a ticket, there would be definitely be more people there. Okay. See, from Monday to Thursday, if you charge six, cinemas needs to start copping on because or else people won't go anymore. Okay. That's my rant. On behalf of cinemas, I'll point out. Odeon needs to cop on. All of the cinemas are doing that already. Are they actually? Oh yeah, because well, a lot of them are. Um, I paid six fifty, but that was Tuesday. Like Tuesday in the Ark in Navin at six fifty all day. Well, that, oh, but the that's rest of the week, yeah. I think it might be ten euro. I don't know. So we we're not sponsored by cinemas or anything like that. But just to give a list of prices. But I if you want to sponsor time, us, yeah, <laughs> I will point out that View Cinema in Ashburn is five euro all screenings anytime, any day online. When you so book online. If you book online and it's six euro if you pay at the box office. Oh, that's now, that's brilliant. the cheapest seats. They have, they, the view is Liffey, Liffey Valley, isn't it? Yeah. No, this is View in Ashburn. Oh, I'm coming okay. to View in Liffey Valley in a minute. Oh, sorry. But, but also, and View in Liffey Valley is just a, a euro more. Like it's six euro for the cheapest seats 
all day. Yeah. But the cheapest seats are the front three rows and then it goes up and up. But I don't think it goes even as high as 10. Yeah. At any screens. And even Cineworld is about six or seven euro. See, and like, um, what else? Where else did I see? With an Odeon. Odeon it's Odeon IMCs. IMCs are the only ones in full price all the time. And also Lighthouse and the IFI. Uh, but they're only 10 in the evening. And I think in the afternoon, it's something like seven or eight. Yeah. So they do have graded prices. Yeah. But Odeon, have all, I've seen all along, Odeon have always been the dearest, long before this. Yeah. Before COVID, Odeon were the dearest and IMC are following suit as well. Now, to be fair, so, Odeon do have the whole like monthly thing for like 17 quid. That's probably it. You see, so I would but say, still it's, it's, I'd say that's it. But they're trying to get people to do that. And then yeah. I think IMC have the same. And Odeon, you see, have a chain. Mm. So they would have, if you buy an Odeon membership, you can use it anywhere. Yeah. And IMC would have the same. Whereas... Um, but I would say a lot of cinemas you just haven't been since COVID, mm. since the restrictions left, people still probably are not going back. Um, so they have reduced their prices a lot. But that's why Odin uh, should as well. Yeah, I mean, I would never like, pay that much. Odin's still organ should be one that because it's such like far out of it's not like a shopping center. You should be charging less because if it's a shopping yeah. center, people might go to spend a day of shopping and then go to the cinema. It's, a, it's something that you might do. Yeah. But if it's just a standalone cinema, well, it's, it's like, because it's part of a chain. They're all charging the same yeah, price. Yeah, it's just I just think um, you know they should change it because even people who go out, f- I don't know, for dinner around the area, you know, it might be nice. Oh yeah, we'll go to cinema or something. Oh no, can't. It's fucking a price. It's price of two pints nearly if you go in and have like a. What they should do is have an arrangement with a local pub. I don't and care. Maybe have to- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you don't care about the local pub and no. still working. Um, well, no, I, I mean, um, I will still prefer, prefer prefer to go to, if I'm in Dublin, IFI and the Lighthouse yeah. anyway. It was, yeah, it was only um, because it was I was in work. Oh, yeah. And it no, was, was easier Like, I mean, me. I do, I, and I was on because I was in Navin. Now, having said that, when I went, and even, like, I went at four in the afternoon, the cinema was, like, it was, it was a long queue before mm. I got to pay. And I'm near, I arrived just as the film started. I was getting a bit panicky. Um, and then when I came out for the evening show, the place was packed. Yeah. So they are doing well in that regard, which is great. Um, one thing I forgot to mention I just see it in my notes from the film this is a compliment to the film did you see the part where the woman in the post office when Kerry Condon comes to post a letter and she's putting it in the letterbox your woman is painting the letterbox green yeah and that's a brilliant moment because that's a historical fact yeah that once it became a free state all the British post boxes which were red were painted green so they didn't replace the British post box it's just just painted green green, yeah and they're still there so you will actually see there's post boxes in Kells. I noticed it recently because I was bringing English cousins of mine around tourists. And they still have the English insignia on them yeah. from that time. And but they're just painted green. They're painted yeah. green. Like uh, my cousin was able to point out um, that it was E.R., which is Edward Regina. Uh, Regina being royal. Yeah. And it was Edward as in Edward from the 1910s yeah. or something, that post box would be there since then. And then there's another VR, Victoria. Yeah. So their English post boxes are still in existence here. Yeah. And the very fact of the transition is there in the film. And I thought yeah. that was a nice moment that set the history quite yeah. well. So right. overall, how would you, what marks would you give it out of 10? I'd give it a 9 out of 10, I have to say. I have very little okay. complaints about it. And um, I love the music as well. Oh yeah, the mu- and the music was Carter Burwell. Who does all the Coen Brothers films? Mm. So and when he does all Mark McDonough's films, I found out as well. He's in the previous ones. So yeah, there was a. I mean, there's. A, it is a very good film. There's no. I mean, if I was 
like if I was had nothing to do with Ireland or anything, I would say it's a masterpiece. Yeah. But it's the very fact I suppose I'm just biased in that I'm sick of always, yeah. always a negative um, connotation of Irish life. But so I give it three and a half stars. So it's between three and four, like three on the bias I have against it for if I was completely neutral. Because I do think it's a very good film. Yeah. All okay, right. we leave it there. Yep. Um, thank you for joining us on our return to the very expensive cinema going <laughs> life. And join us again soon. God, God knows what we're talking about next because I don't. Well, it's the, well we're going to have... Okay. Oh, yeah, if you want... Sorry, Marina will now give our messages. <laughs> this, this is a part of the mass. Yeah. Where we have to notice us. Yeah. Um, so such and such passed away the signal joke <laughs> <laughs> let's pray for their family and friends no uh, I don't even know if that's what they do uh, not in the notices they do. that's the prayers for the faithful oh, oh my god sorry um, I don't go to church well we'll soon sort that out oh I'll, I'd burn if I went into a church <laughs> just crumble <laughs> into little all the more reasons to bring you in I have to see this um, right no so here's the thing Pete um we are soon to join patreon now we have our page there we just don't have anything there yet um oh are you too busy for this I'm just seems this message from patreon yeah, mm-hmm. um <laughs> so yeah we're gonna start our patreon page where we're gonna have more content there extra few bits um so and hopefully uh, joining spotify soon as well um i'd say the month of november is gonna be very busy for us so keep an eye out <laughs> <laughs> yeah I will too because it's news to me it's not no, news no, no, to sorry, you it's going to be so soon sorry. are we doing non-fungible toss what are we doing the non-fungible things the what what is the non-fungible what the NFTs oh no ah, can we do them they're great <laughs> <laughs> I know how much you hate them Abs- yeah absolutely <laughs> not um, bitcoins and all that oh, shit yeah, yeah no we're on yeah, subscribe to us on patreon with bitcoin yeah you don't even know the name of petron patreon <laughs> you said petron i was excited all right um no yeah we're joining patreon so keep an eye out we're going to release it soon hopefully um start adding our old episodes at least on it and then uh hopefully adding more content on it soon as well so lots to come people if you have any suggestions send it to our twitter i'm not going to read out our email is just too long um <laughs> so our twitter spoilerama pod is the best one to get us at or if it still exists yeah it does no no i mean if it's given what's happening at the moment with oh with elon musk and yeah, all yeah because we could be boycotting it soon you know out of principle uh true he's sacking everyone yeah i know it's ridiculous isn't it um, and he tried to sabotage um alexandra ocasio cortez is account did i say that right well he's asking everyone that's verified to pay eight dollars a month yeah, but I mean, it wasn't oh, specifically yeah, her no no that, that's just in general but he hasn't done anything about it he hasn't stopped their accounts but her account her account yeah i saw that yeah. because she posted about it yeah anyway well, yes yeah, and he says freedom of speech doesn't he oh, uh, yeah yeah well, I mean, it's ridiculous yeah Anyway, um, you won't go into that yes. rabbit hole of a discussion. Well, if you want that, tweet us. Um, but if you'd like to sponsor us, <laughs> that's a different thing. Yeah. They give us Teslas, um, right? So yes, follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Um, don't know who's worse, him or Zuckerberg. But anyway, <laughs> give us Teslas. You just got your driving license. Yes. Now you want a car. 
<laughs> exactly. Anyway, yeah, that's it, I think. Just follow us. <laughs> it's basic. Just follow us. Yeah. yeah. We'll be posting up updates. Such a role and... there. Okay, woohoo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>